I'm Simon King, and this. <laughs> I almost did it. I almost did it. I almost did it. Keep it. I'm Simon King, and this is what's wrong. Uh, it's the podcast that you, at this point, have figured out uh, is your destination on the information superhighway. Welcome to 1997. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I felt like Robert Stack for a minute there. Uh, what a great name, Bob Stack. Bob Stack. And um, and uh, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, you'll be watching the podcast. If you're watching the podcast, you could be listening to the podcast. I mean, I hope you put the sound up because otherwise this is fucking weird, right? <laughs> Unless you're just like, I just want to know what Marley Matlin's life is like. Um, that's a weird reference. The only deaf person I could think of off the top of my head. It's her and Helen Keller. Helen Keller. <laughs> and Helen Prince. Keller's not using the internet, right? No, no. I don't think so. Don't think so. She's great with VR. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> flopping around. Anyway, so Helen Keller's way better than I ever would be at anything. Like, Helen Keller did all that before the invention of words. So amazing lady. She was an amazing lady. She was a fantastic lady. Uh, I like how we just don't want to get canceled for making a Helen Keller joke yeah, in 2022. <laughs> That's the shit that I'm dealing with now. It's like, it's just a Helen Keller fan club. <laughs> Dear sir! <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. You just undid just, all yeah. the goodwill. You did. You just undid all the goodwill. Look, if there's a lot of people out there who yeah. are, like obviously there's a I bunch don't... of protesters outside. <laughs> obviously. Jesus Christ. Obviously, I don't wish Helen Keller any uh, ill will, but she's dead, so there's not much you can do. Do you know what I mean? I think they say you can't talk ill of the dead. Who the fuck are you supposed to talk ill of then? They're the only people who can't do shit about it. You know, yeah. they're dead. Right? Uh, Henry VIII was a piece of shit. Come at me, bro. You know what I mean? He's dead. Yeah. He's well, dead. Yeah, why should you get a free ride just because you're dead, you know? Yeah, well, in a hearse. Um, <laughs> as you can tell, my guest uh, today, our guest today, uh, is, uh, is our first ever return guest on the podcast. Uh, Harris Anderson, ladies and gentlemen. Harris Anderson is back by popular demand. We demanded to find someone who was available. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Harris is unpopular, so here he is. Yeah, uh, unpopular to men. Um, yeah. And uh, as 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 always with us is uh, my um, uh, erudite producer, Mikey Greenwood. Erudite, there erudite. he is. That Mikey. one I have to look up. Erudite. He's very, you very, uh, you're very uh, good with Mike? words. No, very erudite, very um, formal, very uh, posh, very uh, classy. Like it, like it. I think that's I think that's erudite. Look it up. I, I might be wrong. Yeah. Erudite. I think yeah. that's erudite. Yeah. Isn't it erudite? I think so. Erudite. 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 Yeah. Erudite. I think you're adding a vowel. Maybe. Erudite. You were like erudite. <laughs> That's if you do it on an aeroplane. <laughs> That's if you're suave on an airplane. You're erudite. I think. I, I don't say know. these propellers, they're very classy. They're erudite. Well, watch me be wrong. No, it might be erudite, erudite, erudite. Eridite. E R U D I T E. Maybe it's aridity. Yeah. And we're just so fucking, yeah. we're so fucking wrong. Um, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to explain to you how the fucking podcast works. We're basically just continuing the last one. The only difference is <laughs> part we two. Just, we just yeah, we just we just we moved around. I'm over here now. Checkmate. <laughs> and <laughs> I like the idea that people will only know which like podcast episode they're watching based on like the flipping of back and forth mm. because I've just become this anamorphous blob of nothingness. But then they're like, I think Simon's on the left this time. Yeah, because <laughs> that's where the noise is coming yeah. from. All right, yeah. anamorphous blob. You're a, hey, anamorphous uh, producer. There Mike we go. Greenwood. There you go. Anamorphous. I know that word. I know that word. Anamorphous. There. There anamorphous. We go. I got one. Anamorphos. <laughs> anamorphous was from the Matrix, and he's just like. What's going on? Seeping out of his leather trench coat. <laughs> little Megatron. Little orphan anamorphous. What's up, baby? It's a hard slop life. <laughs> 
morbidly obese historical feet characters. Like you just take a regular character and you just make them fucking horrendously obese, right? And you just pick an any like, uh, you know, um, I don't know, uh, Nietzsche. Gay! <laughs> <laughs> dead because I ate him. <laughs> it's like, oh, Nietzsche. <laughs> More like nacho cheese. Anyway. <laughs> just like gotta play, gotta play a family size Nietzsche. Uh, that went nowhere. Anyway, so. <laughs> No, we got nacho cheese out of Nietzsche. That's, yeah, that's, that's never yeah, been done before. Go. God yeah, is dead because yeah, yeah. he took the nachos. So, or isn't it, isn't it, are little people say it's pronounced Nietzsche. Nietzsche? I can't. I don't know. I know nothing. I about think you're it. adding an Oreo diet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That Nietzsche sure was Oreo giant. Yeah. All right, we did it. Yeah. Maybe it's Nietzsche. I don't know. Nietzsche. I think it's like Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Uh, maybe I don't know. Nietzsche. We're gonna turn Japanese Ni- before we get around. <laughs> 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 fucking legit canceled. <laughs> What if it was just like Dave and he's just like, I just spell it weird. <laughs> philosopher Dave. You gotta have a cool name to be a philosopher, though. You can't just be like Bob, Bob Philosopher, can yeah, you? There's no boring yeah. names. Like, uh, what was Facu's, Foucault's first name? Pierre Sebastian Foucault? Sebastian Foucault? I, I, don't I can't remember. Is. Sebastian sounds cool, though. Sebastian <laughs> does sound like a philosopher's name. Sebastian. Sebastian. Yeah. Sebastian. Do you know many. Uh, Modern day philosophers. Personally, not uh, personally. We, we hang out together. <laughs> no, what's the they name come of that? Over, um, we smoke cigars. And we that's uh, <laughs> watch Wheel of Fortune. That name of the um, that Eastern European uh, gentleman who like he has kind of a Bogdanovich lisp. Slava oh. uh, Zizek is that his name? Do you know who I'm talking about? You could uh, be me. I'm only talking about names. He talks about jaws. He's like the shark. represents capitalism. <laughs> not. I'm on board for this character. Oh. <laughs> people want, some people will know who I'm talking about. I, th- I think that's amazing. And if you can, find, I mean, look him up. I will. We're only talking him. about people's names we can't I pronounce. I believe his name is Zizek. Z-I-Z. We're in Canada. Z-I-Z-E-K. Zizek. That's his name. Zizek. Slavo Zizek. And he talks, you know... Oh wow! Holy shit! That's my future. Yeah. That's a stand-up headshot. Slavoj Zizek. He's kind of po- he's pretty popular. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. That guy's yeah. That's see, that's a philosopher though. Yeah, and he has this movie. I can't remember the name of the movie is, but it's him going through different Hollywood block, like Hollywood movies. Like- Vern goes to philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't use Ernest because Ernest Vern goes to camp. The real the real thing would be Ern. The whole time Vern was Ernest, right? So he was in and of himself. That's why Vern goes to philosophy. My um, friend made me watch a bit of a movie, this movie, and he goes through like things like The Sound of Music and Jaws, and he says like, you know, it's like these all these all have hidden subtexts that are about. But you could talk bullshit about that, though, can't you? Yeah, you I mean, anything can. Like, let's anything pick, Mikey, can... pick a movie. Not Top Gun, because you know my fucking, <laughs> you know my fucking feeling on that. Uh, I did Godfather Two. All right. Uh, like I mean, well, that's that one's that one's just basically about the American dream and the yeah. lie that the American dream is the dark side. The, the idea that this, it was this beacon for immigrants, and then the reality is that no matter how far you leave yourself, you will never leave yourself because what you are comes with you, and you end up making in the melting pot all the things that you were trying to escape become part of the things you bring. So by by moving, by removing yourself from the poison, you are the poison that poisons the new thing. You are the oil in the water that is the new world. But there's already oil there, so it doesn't matter because it was an illusion. I thought it was wow. about Italians. <laughs> totally, right? It's about spaghetti. That's, that's spaghetti. the level I absorb films at. <laughs> spaghetti! These guys are really Italian. Yeah. These are super Italian guys. Yeah. <laughs> what I noticed in that movie was no matter how rich and powerful the mobsters were, their room still kind of like 
their living standards were still kind of shitty. It was still like eight people around. It was around the 30s. Well, it's, yeah, that's true. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, there was, everything was shitty. In the, that's what someone who said that about that no matter what your situation is now, um, poverty now equates to wealth for every other generation historically because yeah. your, your health is more likely. Wasn't they said you could be a millionaire like in the, in the early yeah. 1900s and be like, well, I have to go outside and use the yeah. toilet now. If you were John D. Rockefeller <laughs> in like 1919, you had the equivalent of like $5 billion by nowadays. Yeah. numbers. I mean, even more than that. He was one of the richest people in the world for a long time, if not the richest person. I think his net worth was at one point such a large portion of America's GDP. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. He was so valuable to the country and yet still, I mean, if you got sick no antibiotics if you fucking you know what i mean like you oh, still yeah. got all the same shit i mean we got a you know a fucking i've seen people on the street with iphones you know what i mean like it, like yeah. it, which, which is, i don't think should be allowed it's personally. particularly predatory for the cell phone companies like <laughs> i know you love a lot <laughs> I went over my data, but you're, <laughs> but you're just googling shelter. <laughs> but you're gonna want to play uh, Snake. I like how Snake is the one game I came up with. Modern Snake. Snake. <laughs> I like the idea that we'll all go back to Pong eventually, right? There's a philosophy for it. The philosophy of video games. That's an interesting thing, because as a media outlet, it is now uh, something that is, is, is we can um, influence the story as opposed to having the story. It's no longer a reactive thing where stories are told to us. We are being part of the story, whether mm. the story. Is big or small. Interesting. We control the narrative, so we have more ownership over the thing. I'm just talking out my ass. Right? No, 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 this is interesting. <laughs> do, you play, do you play video games? Are you a gamer? I play a few games. Yeah. I don't play. I don't. I play very. Yeah, even those. I play like a game on my phone. That, that's and with the, the airplane game. The airplane game. Okay. I play the airplane. I like how I gesture with my hand. Yeah. These people don't know what airplanes are. <laughs> and you didn't even use the, the hand gesture. <laughs> the sky I play The one with the sky call. I play the erudite game and. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, so if you if you play Metal Storm, I'm a glumbler. Come see me. Anyways, <laughs> glumbler's hardcore. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I play that, and I, do, I play Call of Duty and stuff like that. I used okay. to play that stuff. Yeah, Not yeah. as much anymore. I don't have time anymore. But you have a child. Yeah. I'm doing this. I'm very interested to see. This is my. I'm very interested to see because um, I feel like we're, we're more or less in the same generation. Like yeah. our, everyone in the year, we're all in the same generation. It's like. Yeah. Uh, It'd be very interesting to see how video games affect our cognitive health as, um, when we're seniors. You know what I mean? You know, there's there's two, two thoughts to that. And I have one thought is that uh, it have a negative effect in terms of like it, it perverts socialization and changes our expectation and it's constant reward for, you know, uh, it's, it's this, it triggers the reward mechanism. And But the other thing is we're also challenging our brains and we're making our brains solve puzzles where if you work at the fucking box factory all day and you come home and you play video games, all of a sudden your brain is doing something. Right, right, right. Which means it may stave off shit like dementia i mean and there's still going to be dementia this is going to be so but using your brain is the best way to keep your brain working right, right. um and that's why people who watch my comedy are fucking stupid anyway <laughs> but like if you so the idea that it increases hand-eye coordination and lots of things like that so it, it challenges you and, and I, like i do a brain exercise thing every day where i just do these little puzzles every day just in the morning get my brain going and i and i out of an experiment i take them in the morning hmm? you do it just Voluntarily, every yeah, morning? yeah, on the, every morning on the, on the phone. Simon's <laughs> so partner straps him to the bed. Are you trying? I just never do that. Yeah, just, you can't have your keys to your car until you can identify these three shapes. <laughs> Blue. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right, you're walking everywhere. Take the bus. You see me on the bus, I failed. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's one of those things where, so, but I take the test at different times of the day sometimes okay. just to see. And in the mornings, uh, I don't do as well. Uh, in the afternoons, I don't do as well. In the evenings, I fucking do great on those tests. But yeah. it's, it's, so you can see how your brain, you know, no matter what, fatigued or not, in the evenings, my brain works better. Wow. And so it's just one of those things you can see how your brain works. So I think there's something to be said for that. Like, you and know, you do just, stand up at night, so that's when your brain is most. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly nocturnal. At least I was before I had a kid. I would, I would, I go to sleep at sort of three to four in the morning, and I would wake up around ten, and that was kind of how I lived my life because right. I prefer that. I'm most creative after about 8 p.m. and through the evening. I sleep better in the late morning. Um, I don't sleep very well if I go to bed early. If I go to bed before midnight, I often don't sleep for the first few hours. I just kind of lie there, you know, just doing complex math in my head, you know. <laughs> Solving all the problems, just, right? Guys? Just a beautiful mind as soon as his head hits the pillow. <laughs> that's how I think, that's my thinking face. Yeah. That's a good face. <laughs> that's your computing face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Simon's thinking. <laughs> Do you uh, asparagus? That's a savant like calculation face. Yeah. Like. Do you write a lot at night? Um, well, I mean, uh, like if you've seen my act, you know I don't write. So I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I tend to yeah. So if I have a project that I need to do, if it, if it's creative and requires me to, um, if it's something like making posters, graphic design, if it's something like writing a script, if something like that, I do I do work better in the evenings. Mm-hmm. I have trained to myself because my schedule is the way it is now that I'm a parent. Right. I've trained myself to be able to work in the m- late morning afternoon mm-hmm. um, when my kids at school and stuff because ha- that's the time I have. But mostly, yeah, it's it, it's if if I can. I can bang something out a lot, lot easier at night. Like I, even after a show, because I'm I, that's one of the reasons I stay up so late or used to. It's because I would come home from shows. We do shows every night. Yeah. I come from shows. I can't fucking fall asleep an hour after you get home. It just can't. Yeah, and, well, and TV hard. never really did it for me. So it's yeah. just like I just fucking my brain is just like constantly buzzing. Yeah, and so. You know, I get drunk. <laughs> well, honestly, you just you, drink you, to get away from the yeah. fear. Anyway. Well, yeah, Steve. I mean, like that's one of the things about stand-up, and Steve Martin writes about it beautifully in his in his book. It's uh, you know, he talked about just like going, getting off stage, and just lying in a hotel room, just staring at the ceiling, just like nothingness, bored but wired, and right. you know, yeah. so it's horrible. It's, it's an incredible drop. It's like it's yeah. like that's one of the reasons why when I was on the road a lot, like when I was really on the road the most of my career, which would be from about 2010 until about sort of 2016, uh, late 2015 when I was in there, I was on the road so much, I did not want to go back to the hotel and go to sleep. I couldn't because I knew that if I would go there, it would just get crushed by depression. So I'd just be out around people. So it wasn't that I was drinking a lot because I wanted to drink a lot. I was drinking because it was the thing I was doing while I was out with people. And I would literally be the person who's like, I cannot go to sleep because if I go to sleep or if I try to go to sleep, it's not going to work and I'm going to be sad. But if I exhaust myself, I can pass out. Like you wait for every drop of endorphin to go and then you're fucking clunk out because your body's like, we can't keep doing this. And then, you know, and the good thing about getting older is that that, that threshold moves back because right, right. your body's just like, you're done. Like, <laughs> right. I just was supposed to go to a party on Friday night. I just couldn't do it. I was like, fucking no, I just can't. I'm going to sleep. Too much. But yeah. like 10 years ago, I would have been like, what are you out of your mind? This fucking free wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, nah, just go home. Yeah. Light out. I don't need canapes that badly. Right? Yeah. You know <laughs> do you find it like you're creative in the evenings? I wish I'm kind of... <laughs> I'm like you. If I find it very hard. To, I, I'm not most people who can just like come from a show and just like go to sleep and whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, but I don't do anything really that. I wish. I, I mean, I do stay up very late. I am kind of a night owl, but I hate it because I'm not really. I'm not. Mm. Those aren't hours. If I was spending those hours writing and I was furiously yeah. writing or creating something, I'd be like, well, that's just my creative schedule. But it's not. You know, it's I just, just unproductive kind of, time. Yeah, it's very unproductive. You know, I watch movies and stuff like that, and 
whatever. But sometimes that's what your brain needs, though. I guess so. I mean, it's just like we need this downtime. Like some <laughs> yeah. people need more. You know, some people physiologically need less sleep than other people. They need six hours, seven hours of sleep, five hours of sleep, yeah. and and that's a physio. Some people's brains need more downtime than others. I figured out as I've gotten older, I need four to six hours of just alone time. Yeah, just time where I'm by myself, just doing nothing. Yeah, uh, and if I don't get that, if I that's why I'm always kind of loath to go on like trips and stuff like yeah, that yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'll be like, I'll be surrounded by people and yeah, I won't get those four yeah. to six hours where I'm just <laughs> watching cat videos by myself. <laughs> like what? Is that four no, to a six day. Hours? Oh, four oh, to six wow. hours a day. Yeah. I just need that time alone or else I get very, you know, unhappy. That's, but that's, that's, per, I think that's reasonable. The idea that we're, we're hyper socialized too. Like you're yeah. around so many people around so many things all the time happening. And I used to always have this terrible feeling when I was young. In fact, most of my life I've always had this feeling that something is happening that I'm not a part of and I'm missing out on something that'll never come back because I'm very FOMO. aware of what FOMO fear of missing out yeah I'm, I'm very aware of the permanence of the passage of time wow. even though I don't well subscribe said. to linear time which means that if you're watching this it's actually two minutes before we started but, the point <laughs> is, so, but I don't like to subscribe to linear time although I still have to keep appointments so you know other people do you gotta fucking <laughs> take care of you. you can't just show up in May and be like I told you I was coming tomorrow it's me. <laughs> it's like they're like you can't do that. Um, so, but I, I did always feel like there was something I that I can doing. never un I can never do because I'm missing out. And then, and it really is accelerated with having a child because there's this feeling of like I'm living every moment as much as I can, but I'm very aware that it's never coming back, and there's nothing I can do to stop it. But if I stopped it, then the moment would have no value. You know what I mean? It's like really weird. I love yeah. that. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's part of the human condition as well. It's like you know, uh, people. It's the same way people, like single people are always like, oh, I wish I could find someone. And people who are in relationships are always like, <laughs> just watching single people. It's like, just like, what's it like out there? It's like, it's horrible. And you, hated it yeah. you, yeah. you hated it when you were here. And it's both sides of it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing. It's grass is always greener, right? Exactly. It's like that feeling of like, and human beings, I think it's part of our nature. You know, a lot of human beings strive for things, but it's not always a focused thing. Like, in our society, it's very much like well, you got to get a Lamborghini, you got to get a fucking big house, you got to have a lot of money, you got to do. But that's not always the strive. The strive is, especially for creative types, it's like to better the work, to create more, to become something significant, to make an impact. Sure, and I feel and to be belonging, belong. Uh, yeah, and I think it's been nothing. Uh, any, uh, I think it's been accelerated by social media. I think social media is just so, oh, it's fucking poison. So awful. It's fucking poison. Know. Subscribe to my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's, you know it's what fucking, I mean? Yeah. Like these people who are like, who just like, it's like they're they're making their job just make other people feel bad about. Like, here's well, my yeah. new car. And yeah. Here's our. Here's my amazing hotel. And here's what I'm doing on a Thursday. I'm out at some. And you see, you like know, a 17 year old kid, he's like, I got three Lamborghinis. I'm like, well, you didn't get those. Like you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Like someone in your family didn't hug you, and yeah. now you have Lamborghinis. Yeah. And that's the way that works. <laughs> but in their head, they're like, that's what love is, because they don't have, and you, they don't realize how broke they are. It's like, yeah, you have more money than I'll ever have. You have more fancy cars than I'll ever have. I'm richer than you'll ever be because I understand what love is, mm -hmm. and you don't. You have yeah. a father or a mother or both parents who are never there and have no interest in you and raised you simply to continue a bloodline. You are nothing more than the product of a broodmare. You exist purely as a statement of immortality for a person whose ego cannot fucking handle the fact that they're going to die. Enjoy your Lamborghini. But you can't say that to them because you'll get kicked out of the fucking <laughs> frat party. That's the most elegant episode we've ever had. Simon's like a four great eloquent statements. Yeah. I'm just, wow, that's I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm just, just the right drunk. Yeah, this is great. It turns out episode two is the sweet spot <laughs> we do three in a day oh the third word. you're just yelling at a tree That's yeah third one I'm just, I'll fight anyone <laughs> I'll, I'll fight your money 
<laughs> yeah, it got really well. I think the last one was so zany that all of a sudden we just came out hard swinging. Last one with me? Yeah. Or the last one you did today? Well, but they were always zany, but oh, the last zany. one with you was super zany. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. I, I always uh, have I always have fun. Uh... So I don't feel the need to live up to that, but we're keeping score. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> oh, man. So you do you find it like, like you write songs and stuff. When yeah. you find that that's the best time for you to do that? See, that kind of ties into what I was talking about earlier. I, I, I like to stay up at night. I like being awake at night and doing stuff at night. But whenever I have, like, forced myself to be up early and doing stuff, it's like, it's no question I'm way more creative. I, I actually, that's when I go to a cafe and actually write oh, stuff and complete stuff. So it's just finding the discipline. I'm not a very disciplined person. I don't know if you can tell. But you know what? The thing is, is I, it's hard, I think it's often hard for creative people to to see discipline in the same way. A lot of creative people are disciplined. They're just disciplined in a, in a way that is not conventional. Yeah. Right. So it's like you have a a discipline of a like my days are to, to the outside view often they don't seem like there's a lot of focus going on because it's like well you have a show in the evening and what are you doing mm -hmm. during the day like housework you're fucking playing around but but no it's because that time is the necessary buffer so that the show can you know what I mean so it's like it's yeah. like whenever I'm working like right now I'm in the middle of I'm on a bunch of deadlines I got a shit a lot of shit to do and I just sit behind my computer for like eight hours a day and I work and I don't I, I used to always go and do shows at nights and they were never good. Because I was like, my brain is too much in what I'm doing to get that yeah. done. And so it's like, I find that like, you, I think we're, this, there's a lot of emphasis on hard work, which is important, but how you work is also important as well. Yeah. And I think yeah. an emphasis on figuring out what your system is. Because mm -hmm. I think everyone, I think working from home that, that's happening now, it's going to be really interesting to see if they're allowed. Because I, I, it's got to increase productivity in most cases because people have more ability to control their timelines in some degree mm -hmm. and have more comfort level. You know, just the not having to sit in a car for an hour a day to go to fucking work has got to make a difference yeah. in your life, you know? Yeah. I think it's person by person, a lot of it. Some people that I talk to, they really love being in an office. They love being in the environment. They just say it works better. And I found, I mean, I've t I, I had to teach myself to write at home be because I used to have this thing, like, I can only write. I have to leave the house to write. It's, like, <laughs> yeah. just stupid. But it'd be seen in a coffee shop, right? Yeah, exactly. It's but sometimes guitar. I like the coffee shop. <laughs> oh, yeah, not, not music. I can only write at yeah. people's house parties when everyone's falling asleep. Yeah. I've been banned from a lot of a lot of places. <laughs> I just like to give a couple of chicks massages and then lay down some Oasis. <laughs> Wonderwall. Why do all street performers play Wonderwall? Uh, because it, it's three easy. chords and oh. nobody knows if it's right. <laughs> yeah, that's it's easy. It. It's easy to play and it's recognizable. Oh, I guess. It? Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Uh, that's why ice cream. <laughs> that's why ice cream fans always play it. <laughs> oh baby. Oh, I'm a fudgical. <laughs> You just license your song yeah. to ice cream vans. Well, also I like big butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> it's just so romantic as well. It's a romantic song. I mean, like, who, who among us hasn't likened their partner to a wall? Yeah, yeah. Precisely, right? And after all, <laughs> incredibly wild. What's the dumbest, dumbest either musical lyric or song you can think of? Oh. Like the dumbest fucking one. Any oh, genre, so important, I saw this thing. Uh, there's a line in... Uh, I just I lost it. It was something about a Shakira song or something. It's like hips don't lie. Even, no, it's like whenever, wherever. It's like even though my breasts, breasts are, are small and, and humble, humble, but something like mountains. But something, something mountains. <laughs> humble. Yeah, she describes her breasts as humble. Yeah. And can you know? Because you, you look at Shakira, and and you're like, she's like, obviously so. Sit down, Shakira's breasts. <laughs> Shakira's breasts. Sit down. Um, I got. I, can you describe your breasts as humble? I guess so. You can describe any part of your body as humble. I got shy nuts. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got the uh, lyric here. Okay, yes. please. Lucky though my breasts ah, are... Ah, 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 ah. In Shakira's voice, please. Okay, that's all right. I'm dipping into shaggy a bit when I do it. So it was like a female shaggy. Yeah. So I like it that my breasts are small and humble, so you don't confuse them with mountains. Okay, so let's unpack That's the, the lyric. <laughs> <laughs> if you're with a guy, <laughs> fucking Ed and Hillary. Holy cow! <laughs> Look at those mountains. That's one of those three o'clock in the morning. I gotta finish this fucking song because I already cashed the check things. My humps. Nope, that's been taken. <laughs> Sorry to mean to cut you off. I'm no, no, it's fine. I, I can't remember what I was saying. I can't remember what I was saying. I was trying to think of another song. There was another one that was like... Oh, it was, oh I can't remember it. But there's so many of them. You hear yeah. me like, this is the... You know, yeah. The king of, of awful lyrics. Uh, it probably will only be known to, to people in Canada listening. Kim Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Awful, awful. Patio lanterns? Patio lanterns. Yeah, there you go. That's not a. That's not a. There's no. There's not a metaphor in that no, song. It's just about. It's lanterns. a song about lighting fixtures. I yeah. haven't heard of any. Of Those stuff. patio lanterns. You know that song. You must know that song. In the sun. Okay. I, think yeah. I can't remember it. There's this line where like we would all drink lemonade because we were so shy and nervous. It's like <laughs> no one's ever recommended lemonade as a tonic for anxiety. When life gives you lemons because yeah. you're shy. Why is the guy drinking so much lemonade? <laughs> Chronic anxiety. He's just super anxious. That's like something they would give you in the 1800s because they yeah. thought it made a difference. He's, he he's has the awful. fever. Give him lemonade. He's written so many awful, awful lyrics. There's some bad songs. Country music has some pretty fucking bad lyrics. New yeah. country. Like, oh, not old country. Old country's got a lot of cool lyrics. Old like, country's beautiful. Like yeah, a, storytelling. But new country's yeah. just like, I eat whiskey and fish and drink coffee and fight people. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God. What is that? It's like a... Uh, what what was that one fucking um like, you tater tight loving son of a bitch <laughs> stuff like that these colors don't run <laughs> yeah. yeah who could forget Toby Keith's big hit die Arab die yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> I don't even know a, you're joking or not cause <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sounds like something you would write you could probably yeah. we could, I don't we care could, for you we could probably <laughs> Right. You know what we could do is we could go through every episode of the podcast and clip one line of it every episode and write a country music song. We could easily do that. Like it just if anyone is watching this and actually wants to, go through every podcast from podcast one with Dylan Reimer all the way up to today with Harris Anderson too. And Harris um, Harris Anderson too because we clone the first Anderson one. The He's the clone. He's the clone. Um, and uh, pick one line out of each thing and then turn it into a country music song and I guarantee it'll be fucking great. No one's watching this. Uh, <laughs> So what's going to happen is I'm going to go do it and then pretend someone's like, oh, oh, oh we got to look who sent this in. You have to do it among your impersonation. Edgar in yeah. Wyoming says. Yeah. <laughs> it says sent from Simon's PC in the lower right. <laughs> Who's Simon PC? <laughs> Must be a fan. Maybe PC. <laughs> Must be great to have amnesia because every fan letter you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> it's like every morning you wake up born identity style like oh my god people love me it's like you it just sound like Owen Wilson letter. for a second wow. <laughs> like, Owen Wilson is Jason Bourne what would that sound like <laughs> I don't know who I am but I know I can run for forever I know where to get a gun I know I can disarm a guy in like three seconds how do I know, do I know all this why Wow, I, I, I speak Hungarian. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> I even been to Hungary. I didn't know why I know all this. I know I'm an assassin. I'm an assassin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> just Jason Bourne. Oh. There would be so many fucking bad But that would on stage. Be like, guys, you do boyfriend. Like, what if Simon did it? I wonder how many actors, like, you think about, like, famous movies like that, like, how many actors they went through, because you always hear, like, like Good Morning Vietnam. Um, they went through, like, Dustin Hoffman and a bunch of other actors really? before they got to Robin Yeah, before they got to Robin Williams. Yeah. And so you wonder, like, uh, movies that were successful, who the fuck they could, and how it would have been. Because, you know, Beverly Hills Cop was written for Sylvester Stallone. Right. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> right. And which is weird because the, the blackface would end his career. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was the 80s. It kickstarted the career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was the 80s. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture that. I just, I can't. Yeah. His house is supposed to have no right angles. Supposed to have no right angles on his house. Uh, it's racist. Uh, hey, hey. I put a banana in your tailpipe. <laughs> oh, Beverly Hills Cop with Sylvester Stallone. Did he turn it down? I don't know what I probably I turned it down at that point. Yeah, I think I mean I think it was supposed to be. It wasn't a comedy though. It was written as like a hyper violent like yeah. guy from Detroit goes to Beverly Hills, kills a bunch of fucking people, tits, fucking flies back. Because <laughs> that's what they did in the eighties. Because that was how you got tits in the eighties before home VCRs and shit. You had to go out and see the tits. They didn't. They weren't in your house. There was so there was so much uh, female nudity in eighties films. Totally so much. Fucking, like, look it, at Stripes. It, it, it's all so, over. I thought like, it was trading, a great movie. Trading places. Yeah, I was watching it recently. It's like I'm a fan of that though. That worked for me. <laughs> That worked for me. No, but it's like so superfluous. You get to see Dan Aykroyd's like, dick. <laughs> it's like they would just throw it in. Like, it, 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 okay, like in yeah. National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah, no reason. Like, you know, like the wife is like, there's, no you reason. Like, t- it's like, there's no reason for this. No. It feels actually pretty gross, I gotta it was, be honest. It, it's not, terrible. Not to sound like a white no, knight or no, anything. But. No, but it's terrible because it was, but it was also, they were like, well, if we get an R rating, we're going to increase our viewership because people know there'll be tits. And this is how they see tits now. Because wow. it's 1982. And yeah. it, nobody has a VCR. And so you either look at magazines or you go to the movie with a bunch of other weird boners in a room and you watch tits on there. And that was it, too. True. And so it was like it was that, that weird thing of like that was how you used to sell things. That was I mean, if you went to sell a movie, say, OK, say you're selling a movie in like 1981. All right. And you're like any movie. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like a nun's holiday. It's it's five nuns. They go on a holiday and they have a big picnic and then they fly back from France. And they're like, all right, how many tits are in this? Because I count 10 right off the top. It's like, no, that's not how this works. It's like I count 10 tits because uh, it's got to be it's got to be. Unless my math is off. Yeah, unless my math is wrong. Or one of them had a disease. Ten tits. <laughs> Sorry. Spoilers, Simon. Spoilers. One of the nuns had cancer. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? That's the end of the podcast. Hey! What the fuck? Yeah, that's actually literally what's wrong with Simon King. King. I think you anyone who's watching circle. this at this point, anyone who's put up with this many podcasts, like if this is your first episode of the podcast, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not the Simon King from the Harry Bikers in England or the Wildlife Guy. There's two other Simon Kings. Is there really? There's a Wildlife Guy, and the big cat is sitting with the young that guy. There's one of those guys. Oh, really? Yeah. And then there's a and then there's a guy who's a, a mob, He's a chef, rides around on a motorcycle, and then, and then he's a big fat guy, and yeah. he's not. That must be cramped in the kitchen. Yeah. The motorcycle, yeah. <laughs> You're just trying to do a holiday sauce. Like... <laughs> I gotta beat these eggs. <laughs> ah, fuck. Make way. Out of gas. <laughs> motorcycle cooking. <laughs> it's, it's motorcycle cooking with Shaq King. 
Tonight we're making tailpipe crepes. <laughs> tailpipe crepes. You I say tailpipe crepes. You all ever tailpipe crepes. Tailpipe crepes. Tailpipe. What an idiot I am. That sounds like a Dickens thing. Tailpipe crepes. Yeah. I was gonna make a joke about scrambler eggs, but I'm done now. I can't. I can't even do that. Like a flat track steak and scrambler eggs. Um, and yeah, fuck. Don't All right, well, I think, what? Oh, you need more of this? No, I'm good. I'm good, thanks. Wild turkey. <laughs> this, by this, by the way, if anyone is listening to this and likes bourbon, uh, this is an extremely good uh, drinking bourbon. Other bourbon, you should only wash your face with it. But this bourbon is extremely yeah. good. Um, extremely good drinking bourbon. Very good, very strong, overproof bourbon. Very nice, uh, very what delicious. What overproof mean? Overproof means it's got extra alcohol in it. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so oh, my okay. blood overproof. Uh, <laughs> the microphone picks up that the top noise perfectly. Does it pick up this noise? Perfect. Beautiful. Duck orgy. You can use that to follow up your AIDS goose joke. Do a duck orgy what's after that, it. What's that rap song? We're adult, man. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode. <laughs> this is what the podcast is. People are listening to this. They're paying thirty-five dollars an episode for this. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? It's uh, we're about halfway through. Let's get Let's random. Get random. You know what this is. I don't know what this is going to last. You know, you know how this works. I forget how it works. Oh, it's a random topic generator oh, okay. we found on the internet for people with social problems. Right. And then we're uh, we're giving it to comedians who are people with social problems. And so <laughs> are we ever? Yeah. Uh, what is something that really annoys you but doesn't bother most people? Um, it doesn't bother most people. Yeah. Something that, that uniquely bothers like. Like a unique pet peeve of yours that would... oh that bothers me that other people doesn't don't bother I'm bothered by oh, okay I thought it was the other way around right. what doesn't bother me that other people are bothered by is that right wait no, no what bothers <laughs> no. you Hold on something that bothers you that doesn't bo- seem to bother other people is that something that bothers me that doesn't bother other people yes yeah oh, that's what it was okay I think so, <laughs> having a producer who doesn't have fucking read uh, <laughs> I'm fine with it apparently uh, what bo- what does what doesn't bother me that bothers other people um. No, no, I think it's... Is that what it is? <laughs> We're so fucking okay, stupid. What we just went no, from listening to... No, really annoys you, 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 but doesn't bother other, other people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does this question count? Dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> I hate people who can breathe underwater. I, um... <laughs> I'm having a hard Something time. That really bothers you that doesn't bother other people. There's, I mean, I, I, I don't know. If, like rudeness that bothers other people though. Like yeah. when, when someone when I say when I say thank you to someone, they go, uh-huh. Like I hate the fucking hate that. Or, or it's, like, rude, it's, it's like the, the English thing with like they say like you're all right if you offer them you're something. You're right. You're right. No, it's like yeah. uh, do you like a do right. like a, a pop? They're like, no, you're all right. No, you're it's all like, right. It makes you yeah, feel yeah, weird. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's a, a few uh, things in England. Like, you're right. When when you would meet people in England, it's weird. They go, you're right. And you'd, you'd be like, yeah, I'm fine. And like that's not how I, you... I don't like being called familiar terms by guys I don't know. Like, oh. buddy or mm. chief or mm-hmm. boss. <laughs> yeah, anything like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a bit weird. That is a bit weird, <laughs> yeah. actually. And it, most yeah, people don't like, seem I'm to care about that. What, what are you yeah. doing? Hey, face. <laughs> yeah. Hey, bro. It's like, I have a brother. And he's not you. <laughs> I was using boss for a little bit. I, I had boss? to dial up. I, heard, I said it out loud a couple yeah, times. Yeah, coming from working. you, coming from a nice guy like you, it's fine. But, you know, yeah, I don't but know. You, you might actually have forgotten if he's your boss or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you might not know. You go, and you boss. might just wander in and go, boss? And he's like, no, Mikey. you be like, oh, thank God. I didn't want to work here. Boss? 
boss? It's different if the guy's your actual boss. And it's like, yeah, yeah. it's like I remember calling my boss. I like, hey, boss. Yeah, like, yeah, they're your boss. Yeah. yeah, unless you're on a ship, and it's like it's captain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boss, it's captain. Hey, ship driver. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ship driver, Toby Keith. Um, uh, what about you, Mikey? I'm interested to know what you what. What, what, what if someone as positive as Mike? I know that's <laughs> I what I'm curious about because yeah. everything seems to be positive with Mikey. Yeah. I hate stratas that have no leeways. The people who are sticklers for rules with no give and take. That's a weird oh, flex. Yeah, but... no, I. I <laughs> I, I hate owning my, my own home. He's like, my strata won't allow. I hate, uh, don't you hate Our it when you have... balcony plants are right. What bothers me is too much gold. <laughs> uh, no, that's valid. What do you mean, um, strata, they won't... I'm just trying to think of something. I just, I, I, part- I do, I do agree I with that though. Like, yeah. I mean, the idea of like home ownership to me, like true home ownership is not, I know that when you own something, you have a strata, you still own it, but it doesn't feel like that to me. It feels like someone's I, looking over you. I parked I like in an empty no. parking spot. I parked in a private spot. It was uh, the okay. wrong one. There's all these empty ones and they made a big deal. Okay. When they could have just parked. Them I gotta say that sounds like hell to me. Like yeah. having a place that you already pay rent for and then <laughs> you have to go to meetings <laughs> oh, about the place me. where you live. Yeah. And like that sounds like hell. Yeah. I'd rather live out in the sticks nowhere. But like, yeah. can you imagine if you lived out oh, yeah. in the boonies? But they're like, you gotta come in for a meeting. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's a meeting for the for the five hundred hectare surrounding. You go, God, that's like, gonna take four days. So you got a plant on your balcony? Dude, we didn't approve that. You know, Christmas lights have to come down by January thirtieth. It's always these like gray ponytail. <laughs> dinks yeah. with like socks and sandals that are like we didn't approve yeah. that yeah, a lot it's, it's of a little bit of power. older white men yeah. Yeah. HOAs yeah. HOAs are like the idea that they could just have some sort of power over somebody or something because they have nothing in their lives yeah 100% and so they're just like I'm sorry that's the wrong color of cream for your door yeah. oh and it's like God. oh is it yeah brings All out right, the libertarian well. in me right yeah and there's yeah. not much of it but it really brings it out <laughs> brings out the libertarian <laughs> that brings out my libertarian I'll tell you that guy's my libertarian up. I don't know what my drives walls, me my walls Choice, what yeah. other people like drives me crazy that other people don't have a problem with. It's hard to think. Like I mean, it's like it's like it's like because I mean, my job is to be annoyed by things. Right. But my job is also to find things that people are actually annoyed by and just express that. <laughs> right. So it's like if, if I just found things that I was really annoyed about, it's like you're fucking red bag ties. <laughs> I was like, well, why are you mad at that? Well, well, you could argue that I mean, from your perspective, and I've watched hours of your stand up, and it's like uh, you are seem to be, you seem to be perplexed by. You're kind of you're very Carlin-esque in that you see like the whole system is kind of being oh yeah the uh, madness of it all the madness yeah. but like other people don't seem to notice they're just like as long as I have my well if we're my gonna... nice car and my nice house I don't care what's happening in yeah, this whole yeah right. so if we're gonna get existential about it then yeah if, if we're gonna get that then I think that definitely and it's not that only I see it but I think there's definitely a certain amount of um, not paying attention that drives me bananas. Like, people just look at it and just, like, as long as I... You're right. As long as I get this, everyone... So many people look at life as a board game where they're going one step at a time. They're always rolling ones, right? And those of us who roll fucking fives, it sucks. Because you're just like, I'm not getting five steps ahead. I'm just seeing the misery five steps ahead. So I don't actually get to move my piece. I'm actually just landing in jail the whole time. I never pass go, but I just get to see... Because every time I land five steps ahead, I go right back to the fucking beginning. And these people who plot along... And, and you just look at it and you go, like, it must be so nice to just not give a shit. Like, have you ever talked to someone who's just like, you talk to them about something big and they're like, I don't fucking care. It's yeah. like, well, the garbage patch in the Pacific, it's so big, it's bigger than yeah. Texas. Like, I should go to Texas. It's like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that idea that you're just like, you can't have 
And the internet is really bad for bringing this out too, because like you'll post something, like you post a joke, right? Just a stupid joke. And then the amount of people that come at it with the same fucking doctrine they're taught, the yeah. same basic ideas. Mm-hmm. Like I posted a joke about the gun owner thing where I go, um, you know, I got a gun to save my family from the government. Well, the only way you're going to save your family from the government with a gun is to have enough bullets for you and your family. And the idea is that, that, that your gun is not going to save you from the government. That's not how this works. You've yeah. already lost the war because you pay taxes. You, you, you've given up your freedoms. You, you, you've lost. You've lost, right? It, it's, not, it's not a war. It's, it's just you're a pacifist. In fact, the gun is a safety blanket to make you think you have a chance. Mm-hmm. You don't have a fucking chance. They're coming. It's over. And if they really didn't give a shit, if there was no internet, and people are like, well, what about the Ukraine? There's international oversight. He can't just drop nukes on that fucking place. But imagine if the most powerful military in the world, the American government, decided that they didn't give a fuck about international law and they wanted to wipe out their citizens. They would poison the water supplies, they would fucking cut off the food, and they would nuke the fuck out of people and it would be over while you're polishing your shit shooter on the fucking can. You're like, what the fuck is, bam, predator. It's over. It's fucking done. And then they come at you with, what about a little thing called Vietnam? Like, what about a little thing called proxy wars and fucking economic, <laughs> like, fortunes made from, you know, dragged out military complex? What about Raytheon? You ever heard of that fucking thing? Because people don't. They just go, well, this is the thing, blank. And I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm saying I'm asking questions. Yeah. And that makes me, yeah, okay, I, I'm mad. I see what you yeah, mean. Yeah, so in the strata meeting, yeah. what are they... <laughs> The Vietnamese was, just wanted to park in that spot. Bikes and elevators was a big thing. <laughs> that was a really big deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. bikes and yeah. elevators. No, I get what you mean. I get. I feel like I get what you mean. It's like uh, there are people that it, it is a double-edged sword because you can care too much about things. Oh, and, absolutely. In which case, you're just being a. There's so much misery in this world. You'll be in a perpetual state of empathy is a emotional trap, agony. But yeah. the people who like are willingly ignorant of things and just say, "I don't care about that." It's, I can't handle yeah. it. Like the like shooting, why? the shooting that happened in Texas at the school. Yeah, and and it's like obviously there's the the, the, the terrible tragedy of that, the mm-hmm. terrible human tragedy of that, the initial the loss, the children, the fucking mindlessness of it, the gun laws and everything. There's so much more about it. It was a poor neighborhood. The people that died. The yeah. fact that the country doesn't even give a shit about the fact that the people believe that their freedom is tied to weapons the fact that they've misread the second it just goes on and on and on and on and on and you're like this is just the middle of the snake it's not even the fucking head of it you're not going to solve this problem and the idea that the problem is so complicated it's it's like if we all work together on something really work together on something we might fucking get it done that's why covid was an interesting thing because it showed that if we actually tried for the first few months we actually fucking did something. Like in BC oh, particularly, yeah. we actually managed to fucking do it. And if we'd have yeah. kept doing that, if COVID had been more frightening and was killing young people, it would have been gone way quicker because we would have fucking not gone anywhere, done anything. If it had killed children, we wouldn't have fucking gone anywhere. But killed old people, and we don't care about old people, yeah, and that's right. a whole other fucking thing. And so it's like, it's like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's all tied together. It's this big spider web of fuck. Which yeah. is probably <laughs> that's the next uh, Sony Spider-Man movie, Spider <laughs> Spider Way No Homo. Saw Spider Spider-Man No Homo. Yeah. All right, all right. Let's fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Spider-Man uh, always seemed lucky that he only really he only seems to interrupt really muggings and robberies. Yeah, he's yeah. never like come across a rape. Yeah. <laughs> You know, well, I'm serious. You know, oh my He's never god, it's like, your friendly neighborhood. Whoa, what are you doing? What about a suicide bomber? Or a suicide bomber just webs him up and goes like, bump in his little, in his little web cocoon. But what if he didn't know? He's just in a mall as yeah. Peter Parker, just walking around and blam. 
fucking you know like superheroes are just during the day superheroes are regular people like batman does his taxes you know what i mean like yeah, what yeah. if batman's getting audited he's like i gotta go to this meeting i can't sorry i gotta go to this meeting i can't I, I, I want to fight the Riddler, but I got I, I mean, I got to. I can't. Mm-hmm. I got a business to run. I do have a fucking... I mean, you know I do, Alfred. I got a business to run. I can't fucking be out there all the time. I don't have a lot of... Free, you know how hard it... I'm an executive. I don't have a lot of time off. God damn it. You know what? I should hire a bat assistant is what I should do. A bat assistant. <laughs> should I love hire. your bat mask. Yeah. People who can't see it on the podcast. Yeah, you yeah. Be Simon Smith is simulating a mask with his hands. So and it's mask. quite something. It's uh, you at home. It's actually quite comfortable to do the podcast like this. You feel very warm. I feel disgust. <laughs> People have to... I feel oh, very like... Doing it. There you go. There you go. Yeah, bat mask. <laughs> Imagine he just forgot his helmet at home, and that's how he's got to fight people. Oh, shit. I don't All think right. he wears a helmet. I think it's a cowl. A helmet? <laughs> it's just a bike helmet? <laughs> Maybe there's a multiverse Batman out there who has to wear a helmet. <laughs> that better not be any crime, yo. Jesus Christ. <laughs> can't use a batarang because of the sharp edges. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, like God. a ball. Oh, boy. <laughs> I wonder why festivals don't want me. Mm. I can't figure out. I can't figure out. I can't. <laughs> can't imagine why that would be a fucking problem. <laughs> uh, well, if anyone watched this, we'd be canceled. That's how you know that our viewership's gone up. Is you'll just start getting hate mail on the internet. People will be tweeting at you, by the way, fuck you, man. Uh, and you're like, oh, all right, you're listening to this podcast. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, if you're listening to this, understand context and intent. And I think you do if you listen to this. Yeah. If you don't understand context and it, what are you, fucking stupid? <laughs> Yeah. Right. What else you got? Uh, what, uh, the question is, what three best words describes you? What, but you want to do it about each other. Would that be more interesting? Yeah. Well, that would be kind That'd of be funny. funny. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Fun. Producer. And yeah. then you have to do it about both of us. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So think of three words. That's, uh, I only know six words in general. So That's a problem. Could, yeah. uh, Harris, the. <laughs> <laughs> Bicycle. And, and battery. So three words to describe Simon. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Relentless. Yeah. Uh, um, intelligent, for sure. And uh, um, comedian, I guess. Right. I just I, I can't. That's think actually going to be on my website. Intelligent, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> relentless, intelligent comedian. Yeah. I'm a bio. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Harris would be uh, deep. Oh really? Um, kind. <laughs> Oh. And um, not good at picking out words. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think deep, kind, and genuine. Oh well, that's very well. Thank you. I mean, because funny and stuff—that's easy enough to say because that's 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 a given. But deep, wow. I think if you go past the thing, oh, that's very know? kind of you. <laughs> you called Simon a comedian. <laughs> I did. Well, no, and I mean that because I do, I do think of Simon as the consummate comedian. Yeah, he's always writing. He's always creating. He doesn't rest on his laurels. Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's out there. It's easy when you don't have laurels. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. I meant I've got, to I'm so fat. Oh, no. I've got. I wasn't hardies. just resorting to nouns. <laughs> Simon, <laughs> smell, <laughs> beard, comedian. <laughs> oh, I love that. That almost sounds like an awesome beer commercial or something. That, sound, that sounds like the new intro for the podcast. Simon, Simon. Simon. I'm a man with a beard. Man, beard, comedian. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've got, three, sue us. I've got totally, I've got three for Mikey. Oh. Very, very patient. He puts up with me. Here's he my three for, so here's my three for Mikey. Where'd he go? <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> that could be the name of my album if I ever make it. Not your fabulous. boss. <laughs> <laughs> Fanny Pack Champion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, Fanny Pack Champion. Oh, he doesn't have it. Fuck. It's in here. Oh, it's in there somewhere. Uh-huh. He's got it somewhere. I'm it's just... no good if you take the fanny pack off, Mikey. <laughs> I've Holy already shit. lost my second. Anyways, I'm not all right, whatever. Um, yeah, so there. That's an interesting question, though. What are three words that describe? Because you could do that with anyone in your life. Yeah. You look at them and you'd be like, "What are three? If you're honest with yourself, what are three words that describe anybody in your life?" And you're like, "Fuck!" It really gets down to it because you have to yeah. think. We could flip and say three negative words. I was watching. Um, we was... could do that, but uh, we're not going to. <laughs> Man, it's an interesting exercise to get your friends. I saw this on, I was watching Steve Martin's uh, master class for comedy because mm-hmm. I want to learn how to do comedy. And uh, <laughs> it's just all banjo information. He's like, ask your, <laughs> yeah, no, he's like, ask your friends, like, what are your two best qualities and your two worst qualities? And yeah. your two worst qualities. Yeah. And like, your two worst qualities, you know, those can be kind of instrumental and shit. That's kind of an interesting experiment. You should, like, just ask That's a close, like, what's ask a close friend. What are my two best qualities? Someone you really trust. You, who are my? What are my two best qualities? What are my two worst qualities? It's interesting. I mean, it's weird yeah. because if you think about what, and then what you should do is write down what you think your best qualities and worst qualities are, and compare yeah. them yeah. to what other people think. Mm-hmm. But the idea would be to find someone who knows you enough but is impartial. Which is difficult. Yeah. Because, like, that's, I guess, that's where counselors come in. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> quacks. What did you write down for that exercise? What were your two best and two worst qualities? 4K I, I and can't remember. 360. <laughs> I can't remember them. One was I don't pay attention to masterclasses. <laughs> things loved ones <laughs> say to me. The ones that I pay for no, masterclasses. I asked a friend of mine, and I think it was like, uh, I think my worst qualities were I'm quick to. I can't remember. I remember one. It's, it's terrible. I'm quick to judge. I'm very quick to judge. Okay. My both myself and other people. It's a bad <laughs> habit. No, I understand you know? that though. But that's part. Of, I think that's part of. It's being, a defense mechanism. That's part of being smart too. And sadly, it's one of those things where you just. I mean, you can say anything's part of being smart, and people feel good about themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. Sometimes I punch myself in the yeah. face. That's part of being smart, man. Well, you're, because yeah, you're just you're trying beating to up miss your face. because you're so smart. <laughs> yeah, you're, and you, you crave stimulation. You I take a human life because you're so smart. <laughs> you know? Think of how many smart fucking serial killers are. But I think judging, I think I think being overly concerned with uh, how you're perceived mm. is a sign of um, kind of a hyperextended empathy in the in the weird way because you put yourself in the the the, the shoes of someone else looking upon you, mm. and then you have almost empathy for yourself because you feel like you've not accomplished or become the person you want. I I I am. Um, there's a few, it's a few things. I'm, I'm uh, more bitter or angry than I'd like to be underneath it all. So I have more anger inside me than I than I am dealing with and i and it's weird because i'm not actually an angry person but on stage i get it out of my system but i do it in a very targeted way but there's this kind of like weird empty hell that exists in there that i'm not handling and i never will because it's just my nature it's just who i am i'm just never going to be able to handle that it's just something i have to deal with so i have um an inordinate amount of anger and feeling cheated that is not accurate or correct it's just this weird feeling of and then and then on top of that i feel that i've done that to myself because i'm a failure so it's like this weird thing where it just eats itself so you're like i'm angry that i failed and everything's against me and i failed but ultimately it's my fault that i failed fuck me i'm stupid i can't believe i failed also beard man comedy so you know it's like I mean, if you do less comedy, does that anger come to the surface more in your day-to-day interaction? I think, I, think I, I don't know. It's a weird thing. It's because it's like I use comedy very much to moderate my mental health, which is why it was weird when comedy stopped for the first time. I'd never really stopped for me before. Because right. for like 
for for at that point for 18 years i had just done because i turned pro in 02 and 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 then i just done comedy as much as i could as much as possible sometimes 400 shows a year i just was always on a mic 400 sometimes yeah when like i do two three shows a night sometimes so as much as it could make sense was as possible was behind the microphone and those were moments of clarity and but there weren't moments of clarity necessarily they were moments of escape so what i was doing is lily padding from a moment where i didn't have to think about shit to move on because there's so much noise and chaos in the world there's so much sadness and misery and there's so much desperation that you can't help but be affected by it you cannot ignore it and yet weirdly i somehow am able to put up walls between myself and the situations i guess it's a survival mechanism i don't know what it is it's a really weird thing to think about like you know what are your qualities you don't like about yourself and then you go down a rabbit hole of like oh fuck like i'm like this because blank and you'll never figure it out, I don't think. Really well put. This is crazy, right? Last like, podcast was callbacks. This one was eloquent timing. <laughs> like I said, I've hit the sweet spot. Yeah. I've got just enough sleep in me and just enough bourbon. <laughs> what else do you guys want to know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just got all Cliff Clavin on you. <laughs> wow. What would you say, Mikey? What was it? Was you know? I am anxious to a point as narcissistic. Where, yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. You I understand. Think, I understand that. Well, like you think all these things and. And then uh, the more distance, like the more isolated it become, the more powerful those anxious thoughts come. Mm. So then those anxious thoughts, uh, I probably disengage a bit. And then, yeah. But then when you get into the moment and you're experiencing it, you're like, oh, this is all in my head. And it was pretty fucking narcissistic to think people even thought about me this fucking much. I think think that is a trait that so many people I know who care have is that I can't, I think that people think, but you Mm. don't, because... You think about things all the time. Not that you're judging, but you're thinking about things all the time. So you assume it. Most people aren't. Yeah. Most people are fucking not thinking about things. Yeah. And that's what's really hard to get your head around. Yeah. Is that if you live in a world... I, I, I saw an episode of House once, which is a, a fine <laughs> show, whatever. Yeah, awesome. But there was, a, there was a scene where there was this guy, he was a super genius guy. And I'm not comparing myself to him at all. I'm, I, know, I know where I'm at. But I also thought this explanation was really interesting. Because obviously House, the character, is a genius. Right. And this guy was a super genius. He was a physics genius. Mm-hmm. And he was constantly taking like a mixture of cough syrup and fucking pills to dumb himself down. Oh. And that's why he got sick and everything. And finally House figured it out. He's like, how long have you been doing this? And he goes, I can't take it. I can't take it. I have, he's like, my wife is, is a wonderful person. She has more in common with a pygmy marmoset than I, than I have in common with her. I cannot. How do you handle it? <laughs> what a reference. But, like, but, like, but he's talking to another genius, right? And he goes, how do you survive with this? And he's like, you don't. You don't. You just, it's your cross to bear. And then obviously it goes into the character about, you know, it was a well-written show. But it goes into the character. <laughs> but, but the idea is that like, is like maybe you're not at that level, but even paying attention a little bit or caring a little bit hurts. Mm-hmm. People who care suffer. That's just the nature of humanity. And then you see people who don't care. They are they achieve. They achieve. Yeah. They if you know. truly are narcissistic, if you truly are sociopathic or psychopathic, right. if you're capable of disconnecting in that level, the world's your oyster. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you fucking. Do, it doesn't matter because you take everything yeah. because it doesn't because you yeah. don't care. You sleep at night comfortably, knowing that you can say or do anything you want to get what you want. And if you really thought about your life, if you thought about what you were capable of if there were no breaks on what you did. There was nothing to stop you. You could mm. say anything you want, do anything you want. You'd never feel bad about it. What would your life be like? I'd be way more successful, way more successful. Yeah. Because I've, I've had opportunities to fuck people over really badly and I've not done it. Would you trade that? No. No. Because ultimately, uh, especially once you've had a child. 
it really yeah. you really go oh my god if i couldn't raise him i'm trying to raise him to be a sociopath by the way i'm trying to kill him killing <laughs> cats all the time they won't be, i'm not even allowed at the shelter anymore like we know what you're up to I'm like I, I don't want him ed kemper crazy i want him elon musk crazy you know what i mean like i want him in the middle yeah i want a jordan bell for it that yeah that's crib. what i want i want that kind of like crib. he's a five years like he's got money yeah. but he's like you know yeah. like he's like you could be maybe salvageable like yeah. he might hurt anybody physically yeah. but he'll fucking take people's houses you know what i, I, mean? like I thought about stuff like that where it's like you know it's like what doing something like nasty to someone else to like hinder them or whatever but it's like we've all it's a human impulse we've thought about it but it's like it's what's the, the, the tax on yourself is too too much it's like it you, when you do stuff when you go down that path it takes chunks out of you that yeah just <laughs> you, you make a decision to be a certain type of person that really just well leaves if, you, you if you're that kind person. of person if you're going to hurt someone it weakens you so yeah, you have yeah. to make the decision if that's what you want to do if you want to hurt someone it will ultimately take its toll on you and yeah. you have to weigh those because there are there are times when you might have to do that but you have to weigh that and go is it appropriate is it going to be worth it to me to hurt or harm this person because of what I'm going to. I feel bad about emails I sent in 2002. So I'm going to fucking carry shit for a long time. So it's like, I'm going to, if I do something truly bad, I'll never, ever, ever be able to, you know. So I just, I'd be a, sh I'd be shit at murdering. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe that's the thing. Maybe I have to do something so bad. I'm like, actually, I'm okay with this. I like, think you know, all three of us would be apologetic murderers. They'd be like, I'm so sorry. I mean, <laughs> this is just for me. I, I, I'm dreadfully embarrassed. You know what? I, it, it, okay, it got out of hand. <laughs> Like, it got out of hand. You stabbed him 94 times. Okay. This, this suit I made out much? of drifters doesn't even fit. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I am so <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> I'm <laughs> useless. <laughs> and he's just like, this suit I made out of drifters, he's like, go <laughs> Oh, my punch. <laughs> He's just mad. Yeah. He's just mad because he couldn't stick to keto. Yeah. But he's like wearing hobos. No, if I was a serial killer, you know that thing. Where, you know that thing where they have like a talk to the victims' uh, families, mm -hmm. and they like usually say like, "I'm sorry." Like, they'd have the judge would have to be like, "Okay, that's enough." Yeah. <laughs> like, really, I'm so embarrassed. I'm yeah. so sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know. I was going to use a gun, but I ended up stabbing. I'm sorry. I'm like, if you all know. want to punch me in the face, that's fine. Please do that. I don't know what came over me. I know who came over them. I don't know what came. over <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like about this? The first time we had you on, it was absolutely bonkers. This time, it's a little more serious, but it's also really fucking bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like serious with a little dose of like. We've attacked Helen Keller right out of the gate. <laughs> Those people are still trying to figure out where the keyboard is you to type as an email. And double down on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta fucking. She was an amazing lady. She was an amazing lady. I'll tell you. Became a public speaker. Yeah, I know. I can't imagine get being that kind born deaf or deaf, mute, and blind. Mm -hmm. Like they ask what you want to be. And spelling out public speaker on your palm. Yeah. You'd be so like, uh, why don't you? <laughs> well, imagine if it had been pilot. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, Helen. Yeah. Women can't fly. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it was? That's the major like, disability. I'm sorry. You're, it's 1920. Oh, Women Helen, can't fly. you can't. You're a lady. <laughs> Women aren't allowed to fly. Are you mad? How do we get back to making fun of Helen Keller? It always starts with back. him saying, she's a great lady. Yeah. And so then it just ends up shitty. We're and the thing is, I really admire her. Yeah, no, she's incredible. incredible. She's an amazing person. Amazing. Talk about adversity. Oh, shit. We're getting close to the end of uh, Talk About Adversity. What's, what's it like to run out of time? Let's do one more before we go. Let's do a little I extra. just want to hear this one personally. What's an embarrassing trend you followed when you were younger? Uh, 
so like a grade five like Adidas like tearaway pants were really big. <laughs> oh. I, I, I forced my parents to buy me a full <laughs> Adidas tracksuit, even though I was not phys- I was not uh, inclined towards that sort of thing. Yeah. I, I I still no thanks Simon. I was still, uh, Simon just groped me. I was <laughs> listening. <laughs> um, I forced my parents to buy me a full Adidas tracksuit. Wow. And I, feel, I still feel bad about that today. What well, color was it? Well, you're not athletic, it? you don't have to play sports right away. Yeah. <laughs> what color like, was it? Oh, oh, it was like, you know, the black and white classic. Oh, uh, it's only It only works if you have actual shorts underneath. You <laughs> yeah. You can't just have your underpants underneath. And be like, yeah, hey. I hate that. I hate that about myself. <laughs> That's I still fucking... feel bad about it. Uh, mine's pants related. I went through a phase where I got it into my head. I have weirdo body dysmorphia to a degree, and I got into my head that giant pants made me look less fat. <laughs> so I wore <laughs> pants that were like they were big in the '90s, skater pants. But then they were so big, and then I used to like put starch in them so they would stick out. So I had like really <laughs> stovepipe pants. You had starched them? I starched them. Yeah. Why do you even buy starch? Oh no, I made my own solution of like Elmer's glue and water, and then I would starch the pants so they would wow. hold their shape. Yeah. You made a solution out of Elmer's glue and water. Yeah, yeah. And, and I sprayed the pants, and then it would and then it would hold their shape so they would have much stronger shape to them. And so my yeah. pants would be like almost like for a while there, I went through yeah. a really weird Emma. phase from about 2002 to like 2000 and like five where I had this really weird thing where I would wear these like I looked like a like like a box on a triangle. Is there any taping you just come up with like box I just had giant pants. <laughs> Amazing. And big big fucking pants. Amazing. And I five luckily I got out of that phase right before I taped my first TV thing. Because <laughs> otherwise it would have been a fucking night. But I remember walking there it was at the Aspen Comedy Festival and there's some street performers like it's just grasping at straws, making up songs that he goes through. I'm on my way to do a taping or whatever, do a fucking so thing and he's like he's like, You're gonna regret those pants when you're <laughs> <laughs> and right then I was like, Ugh, street clowns oh, make fun of my pants. It's I just love the idea of you making a solution in your basement and like and having nothing yeah. to do with bombs. Just <laughs> just for your pants. No, it was all pants related, yeah. man. Just experimenting. Yeah. Like, I kept no. those pants because you couldn't buy them anymore. Amazing. I kept those pants alive. Man, you wouldn't believe the amount of fucking work I did on those pants. <laughs> And I wouldn't wear them. I wouldn't wear them out and about. I would wear them at shows. So yeah. my, those were my show pants. Your but they worked—they worked at the time because I looked like Astro Boy, so it did look like I had rocket feet. So it actually kind of worked. Oh my god! But Simon. yeah, no, I went through a really that fucking really awesome. hardcore phase. But wow. luckily, this was before people had cameras on their phones. Oh, that's phone, the best. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, wow. that was bad. Where, so what about you? Uh, in grade five, I dressed it and embraced the skater culture without being able to. Did skateboard. you have big pants? Because I couldn't I can... skateboard. I couldn't skateboard. Well, I you couldn't skate... skateboard. You I just bought had a skateboard. Culture? I tried it once and I fucking hurt myself. I, was like, right. <laughs> I got the clothes. I'm just gonna. And I would keep buying new skateboard stuff, but I couldn't balance like this. So I just, I was a complete poser for about two years. Wow, wow, that's awesome though. Did you have like the funny hat that they used to have back then, like the cat in the hat hats and the? Uh, no chain wallet, like uh, skater shoes that were like way too big like and DCs stuff. and stuff yeah, yeah DCs shit like that. and like yeah, it had yeah, to be yeah, skater yeah. I was like why you don't skate yeah. I'm like well I want to pretend the I first time I went snowboarding I had never gone it was like 2000 I had never gone before it was like 99 or 2000 I think. no it was before that sorry it was 95 and uh, I'd never gone snowboarding before and uh, so I had I had uh, the snowboard pants that were huge and I had like the jacket and I had like sunglasses like alien sunglasses because that's what they had back then because it was the mid 90s right. I had like black and white striped Jeez. cat in a hat hat and the whole thing and I look and my buddy at the time was a really good snowboarder was like you look like you know what you're doing <laughs> You don't know what the fuck you're doing. And it was like literally this guy who's like looked like I was like, oh, this guy's a fucking heat. And nope, just on my face. Like face. Like so just cat and hat hat, just bam! And like five year olds just whipping by me. Like, gnarly dude. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, there's a lot of bad times. This is something that kids who weren't alive in the 90s never had oh, to deal with. No. But luckily, we just no evidence. So, yeah. well, that was I guess that's probably yeah. it. That's um, that's great. It was Thank so great so to have you back, Harris. I oh, appreciate man, it. Man. My, my pleasure. Thanks for having me back. Um, anything you want to promote, plug? I mean, obviously, we got a show coming up on the We 28th. have a show. Yeah, we're doing a show. At, if you're in uh, Vancouver, Canada, we have a show coming up at the Railway Club on June 28th. Mm-hmm. It's called the, the Dark Room. And it's a exciting. night. It's, yes, it's very exciting. Uh, it's, a, it's a night of dark comedy. Yeah. Well, we've been talking about this for a while because dark comedy is... It's a difficult thing to do properly. Yeah, it's not like a shocker no, show no, no, no. where just people get on stage. It's just people just jokes about dark material adult mm-hmm. themes yeah. and messages yeah and so it's yeah i think i think it's difficult it's, dark comedy is very hard to do properly and mm-hmm. I, I don't think yeah gallows so, humor yeah gallows that's why I, the poster is what it is gallows mm-hmm. humor and so the idea is that it, we're trying to see if that market exists which i believe it does um but also if the comedians exist that are capable of it because mm-hmm. we have some on the first show that are but we're going to run out so yeah. i think it's going to be interesting to curate an audience so if you're interested in that um, the uh, the link is on my website. This is SimonKing.com in the in person section, or you can go on. Uh, you know, uh, what's your hello Harris? Is your at hello Harris at hello at Harris Twitter. at yeah. Twitter? And what's your Instagram? Uh, the Harris Anderson. The Harris Anderson. And uh, this is Simon King on Twitter. This is Simon King on uh, TikTok. Check it out. It's kind of blown up. And um, <laughs> nice. I don't know what blown up means. No, I love it. Like, it's, like, it's like more like a fart. And and you can, uh, yeah, subscribe. To the, please subscribe and share the podcast and go on the Patreon. And you've got a bonus Patreon episode. Plus, uh, there are actually discounts to that show on the Patreon. Uh, you, uh, I'm not going to tell you what the code and Simon is. Simon is a very funny special that you should check out on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I got retweeted by Matt Oswald. How fucking Fuck cool is yeah. that? That's awesome. Yeah. Fucking dope, dude. Yeah, your special's like, great. That's well, really nice of him to do. Yeah, it was like, so thank you. Shout out to Matt Oswald. Follow him on Twitter. Um, so yeah, thank you very much, Harris. Thank you very much, Mikey. Um, and that's What's Wrong This Week.